one of the things that we're, we're doing at work now this year is Alpha. And so Alpha is a free curriculum that we can um, just have a, a meal with people and a, a 20 minute video and a discussion. And it's actually really um, kind of cool because they, they talk about don't win the argument, win the person. And you win the person by just hospitality, the loving kindness of Christ in us, and just being safe for people to just share what they believe. Welcome to the 9 to 5 podcast, conversations with Christians about lives of faith, integrity, and excellence at work. They are from Christians in Commerce, a ministry supporting and encouraging men and women to be Christ in the workplaces. We hope you enjoy this episode. So today we're going to talk with Ben Lawrence. I'd like you to introduce yourself to the audience. If you don't mind, Ben, tell them a little bit about where you work and what you do at work, as well as um, some of the important Christian activities you've been involved with, both in the workplace as well as outside of work. Sure. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Ben Lawrence. I work at Ameriprise Financial in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I've uh, been there for over 10 years, and I'm actively involved in our business resource network, uh, our Christian network called SALT there, and I'm actively involved in the leadership of that program and um, have spent years in leadership at Bible Study Fellowship and uh, within my church as well. What does SALT stand for? Uh, it, it's based on um, the scripture where Jesus said, you're the salt of the world, um, the salt and light of the world. And so we, it's salt and light together is kind of what we, we call it. Um, but it's based on that uh, Matthew verse from the Beatitudes. So it's not actually a uh, acronym. Well, you know, our logo is actually, um, was developed, I think, by American Express uh, back when we were part of that company, but it's a, it looks like a salt shaker and a lighthouse, and so it's kind of like salt and light together. I, I don't think that's an accident, uh, but you can see that if you, you, you can Google it on, find it in our um, talent uh, acquisition great. page on our web page. Well, that's great. So uh, when we first started talking about doing this podcast with you, and uh, you've just been very uh, active in reaching out and sharing your faith and expressing your faith in the workplace, you talked about a particular relationship that you had with uh, a particular person at work, and it's been an ongoing, evolving relationship. I wondered if you'd share that story with us just to kick things off. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, so as we've talked, I, I work in technology, actually, so... Um, in technology, uh, there's been an outsourcing trend over the last 20 plus years. And so I've worked with a lot of people from India, a lot of people uh, from the Philippines and China. And um, so kind of in that area of the world, there's a lot of people from a Hindu background or a Buddhist background. And they've, I, what I kept noticing is that they come over to America and they, I work with them, they work with a lot of people, but they don't actually have any understanding of uh the gospel of Jesus Christ or what Christianity is. And so, so that just feels like I, I felt like God put me in a place to just um, reach out to these um, foreigners really. And just, um, you know, not only teach them about Christianity, but invite them into my home and, and kind of show them what uh, Christian hospitality looks like. And um, I really just get to know where they're coming from too. Cause I'm, I'm fascinated by uh, family culture and, um, this, that how that dynamic plays into how it shapes our lives. 
So how did your relationship with this particular individual start out and how, how, how has it evolved? Uh, yeah, well, he and I um, were, uh, worked closely together and um, we're, we're still friends and, to this day. But um, yeah, over, over the course of just natural working together, I just had a, a really deep admiration for him. I respected the way that he got things done, the way that he communicated. Um, just a really nice guy, uh, family man, took care of his um, wife and kids and his, uh, his parents. And so um, as I've gotten to know him over the years, I just um, have really grown to appreciate him as a person. And, you know, I, I talked to him about my faith and he, he respected that and we would have conversations um, over time. But it really, um, one thing that kind of sticks out in my memory is uh, after we had known each other for about three years, kind of developing a, a friendship, um, he was in a subordinate role uh, to me, but I, I shared with him my, my testimony about how I came to faith in Christ and how he had rescued me from uh, a life of drugs and um, just being lost and uh, in life and and God really rescued me and uh, showed me you know the loving kindness of Christ so I'm, I'm sharing my testimony with uh, my friend here and I could just see like his respect for me just kind of wilting right before my eyes and because um, he just didn't he thought I was religious and that it was kind of a, a thing to get ahead in life not actually a, a true believer and um that Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave, was born of a virgin. Uh, he thought those things were really hard to, to hear. And, um, and that really impacted our relationship from that, that moment forward, it wasn't the same. But uh, you know, today, we're still friends um, now, time has passed. And um, you know, I guess the reason I'm kind of sharing this is that when we share the gospel with people, it's not because we're trying to just, um, we're just being obedient to God. God called us to share the good news with uh, a world that's lost and suffering. You know, it doesn't always end up the way that we want it to, or, but it's an ongoing conversation. And, and it, I share the gospel with people because I love them and I want them to um, experience the good news for themselves. And so that's really kind of my motivation is out of love and respect, uh, not necessarily to just try to win a convert as I've heard, you know, some other people kind of think Christianity is about winning converts. It's about me. It's more about a relationship over time. So have you seen that aspect of your relationship evolve over time as far as his respect for you, you called it? Yeah. So like, for instance, after, um, even after that kind of incident happened, um, he and I are still friends. He'll, he'll come to church with me. I, I, I feel like I can invite him to events and he wants to, he still wants to participate in my life and, and know more um, because we've established um, just a, an honorable working relationship with one another. And I, I'm interested in what he believes. He's a, he's a very religious Hindu actually. So he actually practices his religion. So I'm, I'm interested in learning more about that and, and just really finding out more about where he's coming from. So what have you learned uh, from your relationships with other coworkers about what they know and think about Christianity, not just this friend who's a Hindu, but uh, just as you've kind of been reaching out and sharing the gospel with people, expressing the gospel, 
what have you discovered about what they know or what they don't know or what they understand or what they don't understand? Yeah, well, I find that uh, as I get older, I find that when I was younger, I made more assumptions about people and where they were coming from. And I, and I also um, assumed a lot about what uh, it meant to be a Christian too. So one, one uh, Bible verse that's been on my heart the last few weeks is Ephesians 4.29. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And so I, I think about that. Um, the key there is only speak what's helpful for building others up. And I've, I've been thinking about that, like, um, if I'm going to say something to you, Steve, that's going to build you up, I have to start with you and, and work with what you, where you're at and, and where you're coming from. And, and the motivation should be that it, whatever I say to you is going to benefit you. So that's kind of um, something that it's kind of been an eye opener for me over the years, too, is just to build on people from where they're at. Uh, and I kind of see as I've read the Gospels a few times, I see Jesus doing that consistently with um, his disciples, with the Pharisees, with um, tax collectors, uh, sinners, prostitutes, you name it. Uh, he, he meets people from where they're at, where they're at and then uh, builds on it. Recently, uh, there was an article in Christianity Today, and the headline in it was, Christians, what do you believe? Probably heresy about Jesus, says the survey. And uh, it was talking about Christians not knowing their core beliefs very well. Has that been your experience? Yeah, um, I was. I was actually um, at, at work. We've been able to um, put on what we call Christianity 101, and it's really um, a curriculum that was developed at my church. And actually, with some coworkers, helped me develop it uh, at my church. Um, a curriculum called Discover Your Faith, and so. What what was interesting about that is it's really just the core of the faith, like um, where did we come from? How should we live? What's the purpose of life? And then where do we go when we die? Really just simply walking people through that uh, about, I would say two thirds of the people that come to our events are Christian. But even from being a, having a Christian background, not everybody understands kind of the core tenets of God is holy. He, he's a creator and he's Lord. And um, that Jesus came to uh, destroy the works of the devil and reconcile us to God, give us a, a path to God uh, when we accept him as our Lord and Savior. And um, that his life mattered in, in time and history and that his death and resurrection uh, actually did occur in time and history. Um, it's, it's always kind of fun to, to watch people say, well, I'm a Christian, but I don't believe in the resurrection or I don't believe in the virgin birth. And it's like, well, where, where are you getting your information from? You know, it's, it's always kind of fun to help people kind of get back to the Bible and, and then um, explain kind of the apologetics is kind of the big word on, you know, why we believe what we believe um, going back through history and prophecy and, um, geography, geology, language. I mean, there's just so much uh, to that goes into the explanation, but it, it's fun to help people get there. It sounds like a lot of what you're doing, though, in the process of having these conversations is that you're not necessarily depending so much on apologetics, but upon relationships. There was a, there was a book that I've, re I've always admired a lot. It was written in 1944 
by a Catholic priest in the middle of World War II to uh, young Christians, and it's called Radiating Christ. And he was exhorting them to be to make Christ visible, attractive, and admirable in their lives. And it just strikes me that a lot of the ways you interact, when you talk about how you interact with people and express the gospel, though some of those tenets are coming through you. What are some of the things that you found very helpful in doing that? Well, um, there's a, you know, in psychology, they have this uh, term called appreciative inquiry. And that's where you really just, um, you, you want to start with the, the other person in mind, get to know them and, and really appreciate things that you know about them. Like I was saying, my friend, my Hindu friend, he's a hard worker. He's a family man. He's just got a lot of things that I appreciate about him. Yeah. So I think that that to me is a kind of a big, it's kind of a no brainer, but I, it kind of goes into my management philosophy too. It's like, you know, do I want people to think, oh, wow, Ben's a hard worker, Ben's this or that. It's like, at the end of the day, I want people to look at me and say, there's a guy that cares. He cares about the people that he works with, the customers that he serves, the shareholders that own the company. He just, I, you know, I, I want to be, that, that's my, my vision of life. I want people to see me as a caring person. You mentioned to me when we talked about this earlier that you, uh, one of the lines you use, don't assume, ask. And uh, maybe you could just tell me a little bit about the power of inquiry when you're talking with people and visiting with them. Yeah, it's a, it's a classic open-ended questions. Um, like, who do you think Jesus is? That's actually the best question that we can ask as Christians. And then just sit back and let the people answer. Or what do you think about Jesus? And then all we need to do is just sit back and be quiet and let the person talk. I mean, that's actually one of the reasons that uh, I didn't go to church for a long time in my life until a, a coworker of mine took me out to lunch. And he asked me that very question. He said, hey, Ben. You know, I really respect the project work that you've been doing and the database that you built. And wow, we really knocked it out of the park on this project. I said, yeah, thanks for bringing me out to this nice lunch. I mean, wow, what a celebration. And then he just said, yeah, you know, I just wanted to ask you something that a friend of mine asked me at church the other day. What do you think of Jesus? And, that's, <laughs> and then he just left it right there. And I, apparently he went to a um, a conference that talked about sharing your faith with one person this week. And so I was his one person <laughs> and it gave me an opportunity to share my faith. Like I'd never spoken my faith to another human being before this coworker, but God had been working my heart for quite some time. And I had a prayer life. I was reading my Bible, um, but I was just not in fellowship until this guy invited me in just by that simple question. Who do you think Jesus is? I have a very similar experience. I had two co-workers who would take me out to lunch, and uh, both of them came from evangelical backgrounds, and both of them were, uh, one of them was very involved with Campus Crusade for Christ, and the whole, all, they were always bringing up, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And uh, I would argue with them about things, but what they weren't aware of is that when they were not there, I was thinking about these things an awful lot, and I think God was really drawing me more and more until ultimately one of them came back from a Campus Crusade for Christ kind of rally and uh, walked into my office and said, I need to talk to you. I said, fine, come on over to my house. I was ready by that time. So it's a, it's a, very, it's a very helpful way, I think, you know, just to welcome them in. You just don't know how God's working in somebody's life. Yeah, and, and I, I'm always amazed by... Um just in, in life in general, we don't articulate what we believe about some of the weightier things in life. 
and whenever I, I have these conversations with people, whether it, it's over lunch or happy hour, even it's like uh, people like to talk about the more important things in life and and to share what they believe. So it just turns out to be a win-win. Yeah. And in, the, in these situations, you build a relationship with these people. You work together on projects. Uh, you shared uh, joys and frustrations together. You know, there's just, you built up like a bridge of trust in able to have these kind of conversations. Another thing that comes to mind is N.T. Wright says, when you talk to an atheist, to your question, you ought to ask them the question, well, tell me about the God that you don't believe in, because I'll bet I don't believe in him either, because their vision of God is very different than the God that Christianity really talks about. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, it, and there's a lot of hurt that comes into people that I've met who uh, really are not believers or anti-Christian. It, it usually comes down to they've had a bad experience with family or um you know, abuse or other things. And, um, and that's real, you know, but if you can give, give people an opening to this, you know, empathize with them, sympathize, you know, it, it, one of the things that we're, we're doing at work now this year is alpha. And so alpha is a free curriculum that we can um, just have a, a meal with people and a, a 20 minute video and a discussion. And it's actually really, um, kind of cool because they, they talk about don't win the argument win the person and you win the person by just hospitality the loving kindness of christ in us and just being safe for people to just share what they believe in addition to uh the alpha you're early in that program right and you've kind of adapted a little bit with it you're not doing all 15 programs you're doing about a dozen of them or so that's correct. We're just doing 11 out of the 15 and then highlighting some of the things that, um, you know, wouldn't necessarily be appropriate for a work setting. Um, but definitely what's cool is that it always sparks conversations outside of the, the event. And, you know, we, we build relationships on a just over coffee and um, lunches and walks and that sort of thing. If you want to get off on the right foot each morning, you probably want to check out Christians in Commerce Workday emails. They're short and informative, sent to your inbox early in the morning. Wake up to stories and insights about people transforming their workplace. These daily Workday emails inspire and encourage us in living out God's mission, where we spend 60% of our waking hours at work. Sign up today by going to workingforafather.com. Let's circle back around to the Christianity 101, which really intrigued me the first time you mentioned that. You've actually applied that. As you said, you had developed it through your church, and uh, you actually brought that to the workplace. Is it four sessions? Is that what it is? Or Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, it's kind of centered on uh, Ravi Zacharias has um, the four big questions of life that center around you know, origins, morality, meaning, and destiny. And so we just kind of adapted some of that thinking along with um, exploring Christianity is another uh, resource that we kind of uh, reviewed in that, that process and then kind of collected some things a little bit from uh, Alpha and a few other uh, sources. Um, a lot of, um, oh, what's that, uh, Got Questions was a, a website that we utilized quite a bit to just kind of point people to where these questions can be answered, but uh, really just giving a, a very 
brief overview of the, the Christian faith. So what's the format that you use? How long does it last and what is actually the stages that you go through during the, the time that you have together? Yeah, so it's um, we start out 20 minutes of people answering four questions per session. So the first session is uh, kind of centers around um, what makes people different than other living things. And if, if it turns out God was uh, real, what questions would you ask him? What prompted that question? And then, um, you know, as we get into morality, we don't really touch base on um, how people think of morality, but we want them to think about how the Bible thinks or, or God thinks of morality. So morality comes from a holy creator, God, who has a, a, the highest standard for us. And it's not only what we do wrong, like people typically think of sin, but it's what we don't do that's that should be done that's right and then what we suppress when which is i see these people doing wrong to my neighbor but i'm not going to intervene so it's that suppression and uh absence of doing the right thing not just doing what's wrong because a lot of people think well hey i've never murdered anybody so we really try to get the, to the center of what is sin and why did jesus die on the cross for our sins why did somebody have to pay the ultimate price and that sort of thing. So what kind of attendance did you actually have and what was the mix of types of people that were in the, that participated? Well, uh, like I kind of touched on earlier, we have about two thirds of professing Christians. Um, and I, I'd say of the two thirds professing Christians, about 20% of them are on fire. <laughs> as I would kind of, as the saying would go, like uh, just very all in on their faith and I kind of consider myself to be one of those all-in type people. But then we get a third of people who just haven't heard of, you know, are just curious, what is Christianity? I haven't thought about these things. And and so what I've always tried to encourage people as we've done the, that curriculum twice is uh, for those who are like, I, I like that we, we have other deep Christians there because I, I always just like to facilitate the conversation as I'm leading it. So it's a, you know, 20 minutes of them answering questions that are in a formatted way to kind of get to the, what the gospel is, um, frame those conversations. And then it's 20 minutes of four PowerPoint slides explaining what the Bible and, and Christianity believes about these topics and how we answer those questions. And then the, the last 20 minutes of the hour meeting is open Q&A. And that's where the, the rich discussion comes in, where people kind of bringing the questions that they wanted to bring to the forum. When they think of morality, here's what is on their heart. When they think of meaning, this is what's on their heart. So is there anything particular that has come out of those Q and A sessions that stands out to you? Yeah. Well, I, I have a, a, a friend of mine who's, I think he's Buddhist background he, or maybe he has a Hindu Buddhist kind of background. And he, he was saying, well, doesn't Christianity kind of have like a karma type thing to it? Like, if you do bad, bad, bad things will happen to you. And if you do good, good things will happen to you. And I was, didn't know how to, how to respond to that. So I just opened it up to people and people were like, yeah, you know, Proverbs says, you know, there's some truths to that, you know, that maybe that's a universal principle, uh, maybe. And one person raised his hand and he's like, hey, I, Christianity is the opposite of that. Christianity is God's grace poured out on mankind who doesn't deserve anything. 
So it's actually the opposite of karma. We get what we don't deserve and we're spared from what we do deserve. So grace and mercy is God reaching down to us. That's Christianity, not world religions that just say, hey, I'm doing good. I'm reaching up to God. Um, it's actually the exact opposite of karma. And I thought, wow, thank you, God, for bringing this person <laughs> into this meeting. So I, I just love that where you have um, when you meet with other Christians and you invite non-Christians in the same room, you just see God do amazing things. Amen to that. So maybe a good way to wrap this thing up is so there's a there's a lot of positive things that could happen when you bring Christians together. But there's some things that Christians probably should avoid in running sessions like this. Uh, what would come to mind? Things that don't work as well. Well, I think any time that um, you feel like it's your job to um, convict people in a way that um, kind of, I, I think of um, Jesus, the way that he talked about the the religious leaders of the time, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they, he says that they shut the door in people's faces while they themselves don't enter into heaven. They shut the, the gates of heaven in people's faces and they themselves don't enter. So I think we can kind of get wrapped up in religious religiosity. And I think that's not really our job. The Holy Spirit comes to convict the, the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Uh, all we are are God's ambassadors um, and we're his representatives. Uh, we're in the family, so to speak, is, is kind of how Jesus put it. Uh, we're sons and daughters of God. So I think just having um, grace and mercy and extending that to people of all backgrounds, and even if they're really hostile um, to, or even offensive, like they might say things that are offensive to the Christian faith, have thick skin and a soft heart. That's my advice. Well, Ben, this has been very enlightening and very helpful. I appreciate your insights and God bless you for all you're doing at Ameriprise. Yeah, I love getting to know you, Steve. It's been wonderful. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. We sure will do that. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You'll want to check out our website at workingforourfather.com. It's constantly being updated with new content to support you and others in living your faith at work.